From the brains behind Brains On, it's Smash Boom Best. The show for people with big opinions. Hi, I'm Molly Bloom, and this is Smash Boom Best, the show where we take two things, smash them together, and ask you to decide which one is best. Today's debate is a pop culture mashup of two iconic characters. It's a Great Dane with a brain against a very regal beagle. It's Scooby-Doo versus Snoopy. We've got actor, comedian Brad Millison ready to solve the mystery of why Team Scooby-Doo is so dazzling. I'm ready to Scooby-Dooby-Doo this thing. <laughs> and director, actor Denzel Velen is here to take us on a fantasy adventure in honor of Team Snoopy. Anything is possible for your favorite pup and mine, Snoopy. <laughs> <laughs> and here to judge it all is Jacob from Atlanta, Georgia. Jacob loves reading action novels, making music, and spending time with his little brother. Hi, Jacob. Hi, Molly. So, Jacob, how many instruments do you play? Let's see. There was the ukulele, the tenor saxophone, the piano, and digital music. So that's four. How would you describe the style of music you make? It's more of like a jump in genres. Like one minute we could be making hip-hop, the next minute we could be making jazz, or we could just be doing something off the, off the cuff. That is so cool. And on a totally different topic, you told us earlier that shrimp is nirvana for your taste buds. So you're a shrimp <laughs> fan. What is your favorite shrimp dish? Um, it's the fried shrimp that my mom makes. I tried it once and I loved it. Good job, Mom. <laughs> so do you have any special connections already to Scooby-Doo or Snoopy? Um, when I was younger, Scooby-Doo used to uh, scare me a lot. Like when my <laughs> teacher would put it on, she'd have to send me to another classroom. Oh, no. Oh, well, great. Well, <laughs> was Scooby-Doo scary or just like the show generally? <laughs> the show in general. Okay, but... so like Scooby-Doo himself, was he scary to you? No. Okay. I saw him as a great example. Phew. Okay, so he's a lovable pup in a scary, scary show. Okay. And what about Snoopy? Um, my dad is former Air Force, and one of the places we used to work at, he used to work at um, Snoopy was kind of one of their mascots, and I got to meet him one day. Whoa. You met mm. the Snoopy. That's pretty awesome. So do you have any advice for our debaters today? Just do your thing. Do your thing. <laughs> Will Jacob side with Brad or Denzel? Only time will tell. Jacob, are you ready to judge today's debate? I'm always ready. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Before we dive in, let's review the rules of the game. Every debate consists of four rounds of argumentation, the declaration of greatness, the micro round, the sneak attack, and the final six. After each round, our judge Jacob will award points to the team that impresses him the most, but he'll keep his decisions top secret until the end of the debate. Listeners, we want you to judge too. Mark down your points as you listen. At the end of the show, head to our website, smashboom.org, and vote for whichever team you think won. Okay, Brad. Denzel and Jacob. Are you ready? Excited so to be here. Ready. ready as I'll ever be. <laughs> then it's time for the Declaration of Greatness. In this round, our debaters will present a well-crafted, immersive argument in favor of their side. Then they'll each have 30 seconds to rebut their opponent's statements. We flipped a coin, and Brad, you're up first. Tell us what makes Scooby-Doo so true blue. Hey, dude, have you seen that weird open mine across town? Oh, yeah. That's Old Man Johnson's haunted spaghetti mine. What? A haunted spaghetti mine? Yeah, it used to be Old Man Johnson's diamond mine. 
but then he said it was actually a spaghetti mine. So, yeah. How do you mine spaghetti? Every night, a crew goes in there and comes out with pretty heavy bags. Bags too heavy to be filled with spaghetti. And if you get near the mine, a ghost will show up and chase you away. Now that I think about it, it's a little odd that the ghost doesn't chase away the workers who regularly go in there. Eh, but that's just life sometimes. This is all super fishy. Should we investigate the mine and see what's happening? Nah, let's just leave it alone. I'm sure the authorities will figure it out. If only there were some crime-solving dog that could go in and find the truth. Oh wait, there is. Meet Scooby-Doo, the greatest dog ever. This canine sings, cooks, dances, and most of all, investigates. As a core member of the crime-solving company Mystery Incorporated, this Great Dane has solved well over 300 mysteries. And it's no wonder he's such a great detective. Sleuthing is in his DNA. Great Danes were originally bred to track wild boars, and they've known to be loyal and smart. Scooby is incredibly smart, and while some dogs can roll over or play fetch, Scooby-Doo can skateboard, surf, drive, wear disguises, and even talk. All right, Fido, speak. Okay, Fido, now drive into town and go solve some crime. With traits like those, it's no wonder this doggo makes such a great detective. But clues aren't the only thing Scooby-Doo likes to sniff out. If you haven't already noticed, Scooby likes his food, especially Scooby snacks. Scooby-Doo, or as I like to call him, Booty-Doo, has eaten incredible treats with incredible people, like churros with the band Kiss, bat milk and cookies with Batman, Five Alarm Chili, Gumbo, Moon Sky Island Peppers, Peanut Butter and Pineapple Pizza, and even Space Food. Do you know how incredibly hard it is to get any of these foods? Pardon me, server. Uh, could I please have the five alarm chili? Oh, I'm so sorry. We only carry three alarm chili. Oh, okay. Well, do you have any bat milk and cookies? I'm afraid those are only for the Batman. Oh, man. Well, can I at least get a Scooby snack? I'm afraid you Scooby can't. See? While only a select few of us have seen the wonders of the world, Scooby-Doo has literally tasted them. And why shouldn't he? Scooby-Doo is the epitome of a champion. While it's no secret that he's easy to scare, what we fail to mention is that he's always ready to face his fears to do what's right, even when that means going up against baddies that would make any hero shiver. Besides running into hundreds of adults dressed like monsters, Scooby has tussled with zombies, ninja robots, aliens, and evil werecats. Despite all this, whenever things get scary, Scoob doesn't let tragedy befall his friends, family, and loved ones. He jumps into action. His name isn't Scooby-Don't, it's Scooby-Doo. And if that isn't the mark of courage, I don't know what is. So the next time you see a mystery, like, I don't know, a haunted spaghetti mine, ask yourself, what would Scooby-Doo do? Would he leave it alone and let a bunch of ne'er-do-wells get away with a crime? Or would he sniff out some clues, eat some treats, and save the day? I'm willing to bet a Scooby snack he'd do the right thing. Wow, a mighty, magnificent declaration of greatness there for a mystery-solving pup. 
So, Jacob, what stood out to you about Brad's declaration of greatness? The fact that Scooby-Doo would do anything to help his loved ones and family. Okay, Denzel, it's time for your rebuttal. Tell us why we should call this dog a scaredy cat. You've got 30 seconds and your time starts now. Thank you so much. Yeah, Scooby-Doo really thinks he's a real Sherlock Bones, but everyone knows that his investigation style is quite rough. We noticed Mm. that, you know, we wanted a bon appetit meal from him with his Scooby snacks, but yet we failed to mention one single vegetable that Scooby would eat. Doesn't sound like a very full meal to me. And we were mentioned that Scooby likes to jump into action, more like jump into Shaggy's arms, which seems to happen every mm. time that Scooby and encounters anything. time. So puntacular. Excellent work, Denzel. <laughs> well, I just want to say that Scooby snacks are, in fact, named after Scooby, and it's usually the incentive to get him to go solve a crime or do something scary. So those snacks must be pretty good for him to be willing to do things for them. I would just like to say, you know, fun things like ice cream, Pop-Tarts also get me really excited for short (laughs) periods of time. But when we think about it, it's not creating a consistent Scooby sensation. But those short periods of time create many good results and, you know, solutions to crime. So maybe it's good. Excellent work, both of you. All right, Denzel, it is your turn. Please tell us why Snoopy is far from poopy. Snoopy is more than a cartoon dog. He brings the world together. Like, imagine you get home from school. You've had a rough day, and you just want to be around someone who gets it. Hey, son. How was... Finally, you can dive into the creative world of Charles Schultz with the best, most interesting, and dare I say cutest cartoon dog to ever exist, Snoopy. So iconic. Did you know he was based on Charles Schultz's own dog? And he takes on a million different identities, like an arm wrestler, a pirate, even pretending to be Dracula. Hey, kiddo. How's it going? Wait, what are you reading? Is that Snoopy? Hey, Dad. You know Snoopy? Know him? I'm the captain of the neighborhood Snoopy fan club. We have one of those? We can. Now that we have two members, scoot over and let's read together. See, everybody loves Snoopy. I remember the first time I saw him. I was watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade with my mom, and I saw the Snoopy balloon in his fun ice skating outfit. Snoopy has been a staple character in the parade since 1968 and has appeared the most out of any character, with dozens of appearances so far. This dog has range. He uses his imagination to be everything, from a tortured writer to a World War I flying ace, with his brown leather flying cap, scarf, and goggles for safety. The World War I flying ace Snoopy transformed his doghouse with his imagination into a Sopwith Camel biplane, which is a very old type of airplane. Snoopy would wander through parts of Europe that World War I aviators went to. He'd stop in cafes to gulp down root beers. (sighs) He is so cool. Cool? 
That dog is nothing but a pain in the umpanage. That's the Red Baron, Aviator Snoopy's arch nemesis and a fellow warplane pilot. The two of them would get into dog fights. <laughs> Sorry, but that's the actual word for warplane battles. He's right, you know. Thanks, Red Baron. By adopting all these cool Snoop personas, Snoopy showed us we could be anything we dreamed of, too. And did you know that the whole Snoopy being a pilot idea was inspired by Charles Schultz's son, Monty? Yeah, he was into making plastic airplane models, and that gave Charles the idea. Kids are at the heart of Snoopy, and so is friendship and imagination. At his core, Snoopy is the embodiment of friendship, family, and creativity. Right, Dad? You got it, Denzel. Now, turn the page. I gotta know what happened. Hey, you two. Grandpa. Dad. Oh, what are you two up to? Oh, I love Snoopy. Another member of our Snoopy fan club. I wonder how many more we can get. <clears throat> Jacob. <clears throat> Listeners of a super cool podcast. Want to join us? Wow, an imaginative argument there for a dog that's captured all of our imaginations. Jacob, what stood out to you about Denzel's Declaration of Greatness? The fact that Snoopy is an icon with a lot of folks and he is a pretty much recognizable face. Very, very true. Okay, Brad, it is time for your rebuttal. Tell us why Snoopy is worse than a bad bowl of soupy. You've got 30 seconds and your time starts now. Okay, the quintessential snapshot of Snoopy is him napping on his doghouse. So I'm just going to say it. He's a little bit lazy. And Denzel, you mentioned he's got a million different identities. There's Flying Ace. There's Joe Cool. What's with all these identities? Who is the real Snoopy? It's giving identity crisis. <laughs> Lastly, Charles Schultz himself said, I like the fact that when he's in real trouble, he can retreat into a fantasy. Well, that must be nice to live with your head in the clouds, but real trouble calls for real solutions. Scooby-Doo is out there daily risking life and limb. And time. Oh, Brad, you're really barking up the wrong tree here. <laughs> you seem to have forgotten the importance of sleep, especially communicating that to younger audiences. Mm. We should be getting around eight hours of sleep, maybe more if your body needs that. You know, Snoopy always takes care of himself. You mentioned <laughs> options as a bad thing, but I think our buddy Jacob over here knows the power of options as he plays many instruments himself. So it seems like you're kind of taking a dig at our judge there, which is kind of a shame, if I do say so myself. And also, for someone who's based in L.A., you should understand the power of imagination and creativity. I love imagination and creativity, but at the same time, there's a, a time and place. And again, when there's real things going on that, that need actual solutions and people to take action, we can't just escape and pretend to be flying on top of our doghouses. We got to go do things. And yeah, sleep's important, but there's a limit for that too. Mm, okay, excellent points all around. But Jacob, it is time for you now to award some points. Please give one point to the declaration of greatness that you liked best and one point to the rebuttal that won you over. You get to decide what makes a winning argument. Did one team's jokes make you giggle? Was another team's logic to die for? Both points could go to the same person or each person could get a point. Award your points, but please don't tell us who they're going to. Have you made your decision? Yes, I have. 
Excellent. Denzel and Brad, how are you two feeling so far? I'm feeling good. I'm Denzel's already offering some really great points that I'm, I'm excited. feel like we're really on the playing field together here. I'm doing positively great. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> All right, it's time for a break. Grab a treat and go for a quick walk. And we'll be right back with more Smash Boom Best. You're listening to State of Debate, home to rage and rhetoric and awe-inspiring argumentation. Hello, you logic-loving lovelies. It's me, all-star debate champ Taylor Lincoln, here with everyone's favorite debate deuterino, Todd Douglas. Hello, friends, and boy, oh boy, do we have a doozy of a debate to play for you today. That's right, and this one is chock full of logical fallacies. Those are bad arguments that make it easy for your opponent to poke holes in what you're saying. And these two have fallen into the same trap. They're using the appeal to ignorance fallacy. That's when you say something must be true because there's no evidence showing otherwise. Let's take a listen. Admit it, Maggie. Admit what, Maxine? The cookies. They're gone. So? So you stole them. You stole the cookies from the cookie jar. Who, me? Yes, you. Couldn't be. Then who? What? I don't know. Maybe it was you? Me? Do you have any proof I did it? No, but do you have any proof you didn't do it? Well, no, but do you have any proof you didn't do it? Well, no, but do you have any proof you didn't know that you didn't do it? Well, no, but do you have any proof you didn't know that I didn't know that you didn't do it? Well, no. So it must be you. Wow. Not only are they all out of cookies, they're all out of logic, too. Talk about adding insult to injury. Right? Mmm. Chocolate chip. Todd, did you take the cookies? What? Of course not. You have crumbs all over your shirt. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We'll see you next time on State State of of Debate. Debate. Smash Boom Best. You're listening to Smash Boom Best. I'm your host, Molly Bloom. And I'm your judge, Jacob. And we love getting debate suggestions from our listeners. Take a listen to this adorable debate idea from Mia. My debate idea is bunnies versus birds. Aw, too cute. We'll check back in at the end of this episode to see which side Mia thinks should win. And now it's back to our debate. Scooby-Doo versus Snoopy. That's right. And it's time for round two, the micro round. For the micro round challenge, each team has prepared a creative response to a prompt they received in advance. For Brad and Denzel, the prompt was letter to the editor, where each person has to pretend like they're writing into a newspaper editor complaining about the other side. Brad went first last time. So Denzel, you're up. Give us a letter on what Scooby-Doo could do better. Dear Editor, I am writing to you today confident that a full overhaul of your publication team is needed immediately. After seeing your recent coverage of a dog trying to solve crimes, assisted by bumbling young people, one of whom is always losing her glasses, it is evident that much like that woman, seeing things clearly isn't your publication's strong suit. You must rethink your entire editorial approach, and I have suggestions. I know a wonderful therapist named Lucy who could do an advice column. 
a tough-as-nails gal named Peppermint Patty who can cover sports and is quite good with a football, if I do say so myself. And you might be wondering, who should be in charge? The head honcho. The top dog. Why, maybe someone who hashtag has over 1.9 billion uploads on TikTok. Maybe someone who has been featured by THE Kim Kardashian on her Instagram stories in a framed poster. Maybe, perhaps, Snoopy could run everything, since he is a world-famous author slash novelist. Sure, that title may be self-described, but that doesn't make it any less true. Sincerely, Snoopy. I mean, mm, Joe Cool. <laughs> yeah, they'll never know it was me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent work. Okay, Brad, now it is your turn. Tell us the news on why Snoopy's a snooze. To whom it may concern, my name is Mr. Wickles, and I am the first person Scooby-Doo and his gang, quote-unquote, busted. I was a museum curator, creating fake versions of paintings and selling the real ones. Plus, I was pretending to be the possessed armor of a knight, but that's neither here nor there. After I was caught, I had a lot of time to myself to reflect on that dark period of my life and the truth of why I did it. I was scared to create my own art, so scared that I turned to forgery. Once I lost the museum and all my faux paintings, I realized something profound. My life was now a blank canvas, so I secured for myself an actual blank canvas. I made one brush stroke, then another, and soon enough I found I was painting beautiful seascapes and sunrises. Even though I resented Scooby and those meddling kids for a long time, I can now look back and express gratitude to them. Without Scooby-Doo, I would have never unlocked the artist within. Scoobs has the power to change people for the better. I wish I could say the same for that other dog, Snoopy, but how can he affect others when he literally spends his days sleeping on his house? Who even does that? Snoopy is surrounded by young, impressionable minds, and he makes no effort to help them develop. It is a waste of potential, and it makes my appreciation for that great Dane, Scooby, grow tenfold. Signed, Mr. Wickles. <laughs> <laughs> so good to hear from Mr. Wickles again. All right, Jacob, what stood out to you about Brad and Denzel's micro-rounds? For uh, Scooby-Doo's, I do love the part where he has helped reform the criminals mm -hmm. and helped them get into a different passion. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and for Snoopy, the mentioning of the kids and what they have done in the shows <laughs> impressioned into real life would be great. Mm -hmm. I just missed that you did not mention his good old pal Woodstock. Oh, mm -hmm. Very good. All right, Jacob, it is time to award another point, but don't tell us who it's going to. The criteria are completely up to you. Did someone write a letter that made you feel feelings, think thoughts? Did one, would one make you subscribe to that paper? Would another make you cancel your subscription? Whatever the criteria, it's completely subjective and completely up to you. Have you made your decision? Yes, I have. Fantastic. Then it's time for our third round, the super stealthy <laughs> sneak attack. 
This is our improvised round where debaters have to respond to a challenge on the spot. Today's sneak attack is called Initial Thoughts. Your mission is to write an acrostic poem for your side. The first letter of each line in your poem will spell out the name of your side when you read it vertically. So if my word was bug, my poem might be B, beautiful insect, U, under a flower, G, go bug go. So spells out the word bug. Does that make sense, Denzel and Brad? Yes. <laughs> okay, so we're going to have... Scooby. We're not going to make you do Scooby-Doo because it has to be the same amount of letters. So we'll do Scooby and Snoopy. We're going to start with Brad. Show us why you're not a newbie when it comes to Scooby. Super sleuth. Choose on mysteries and snacks. Observant and outstanding. Brave and understanding. You've got some work to do now, Scooby. Nice one. <laughs> Thanks. Very nice. An ode to Scooby. All right, Denzel, it's your turn. Please tell us why you're the number one groupie when it comes to Snoopy. Sensational snicker, never backing down, original only himself party puppy. Yes, to Snoopy always. Aww, mm. lovely. All right, Jacob, this is a tough one, but... You have to award a point to the acrostic that impressed you the most. Have you made your decision? I'm ready. Perfect. Then it's time for our final round. The final six. In this round, each team will have just six words to sum up the glory of their side. Okay, Denzel, let's hear your six words for Snoopy. Making fetch happen, Snoopy's top dog. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. Okay, Brad, it is now your turn. Give us your six words for Scooby. While Snoopy's snoozing, Scooby's out sleuthing. Oh, very nice. Okay, Jacob, it is time to award a final point for this final six. Have you made your decision? Decision made. Okay, tally up those points. Are you ready to crown one team the Smash Boom Best? Yes. Drum roll, please. And the winner is... It's a tie, actually. <gasps> he split a point. He split a point. He split a point? Is it two and a half versus two and a half? Yes. Oh, oh my gosh. Wow. So what was the one you split the point for? I split it on the final six. Wow. Okay. This is an exciting surprise. And to make this show have a winner today we are going to do a super duper super excited tiebreaker 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 denzel and brad we're going to give you each five seconds to do the best possible impression of your side whatever that means to you okay brad you are going to go first you have five seconds it starts now Ruh-roh, tiebreaker. <laughs> Break up, choose me. <laughs> okay, Denzel, same for you. You have five seconds. Your time starts now. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. It's Snoopy. <laughs> 
Wow, so cool, so good. Both were excellent. But now, Jacob, you have to decide who won that round. No splitsies anymore. Please tell us who has won our super duper special tie breaking round. Scooby Doo. Rank crew. Wow. Denzel, I think you did a great job, and I really liked you pushing back on me pushing back on the importance of imagination. Brad, it was everything that you brought up in your discussion reminded me back to me watching Scooby-Doo and every iteration of it and made me just want to go home and watch another episode or movie. Well, that is it for today's debate battle. Jacob crowned Scooby-Doo the Smash Boom best, but what about you? Head to smashboom.org and tell us who you think won. Smash Boom Best is brought to you by Brains On and APM Studios. It's produced by Molly Bloom, Anna Weggle, and Aaron Wolde We had engineering help from Cameron Wiley with sound design by Anna Weggle and Hans Buto. Our editors are Shayla Farzan and Sandin Totten. And we had production help from Rosie DuPont, Anna Goldfield, Ruby Guthrie, Mark Sanchez, and Nico Gonzalez-Whistler. Our executive producer is Beth Perlman, and the APM Studios executives in charge are Chandra Kavati, Alex Schaffert, and Joanne Griffith. Our announcer is Marley Foyerworker Otto, and we want to give a special thanks to Austin Cross and Taylor Kaufman. Brad, is there anyone you'd like to give a shout-out to today? I'll give a shout-out to all dogs, uh, animated or not. I just think it's, you know, if you have a dog, you feel like a winner. Aw, puppies everywhere. And Denzel, how about you? Any shout-outs? Yeah, shout-outs to all the fantastic creatives creating cartoon dogs that will just keep inspiring us. I love it. And how about you, Jacob? Any special thanks or shout-outs? I have special thanks to my mom, my dad, and my little brother for supporting me. Very nice. And before we go, let's check in and see who Mia thinks should win the bunnies versus birds debate. I think birds will win because there are they live very long and there are many types of them and I think more people have them as pets. If you're between the ages of 13 and 18 and you'd like to be a judge, or if you're any age and you have an idea for a knockdown drag out debate, head to smashboom.org slash contact and drop us a line. And make sure to subscribe to Brains on Universe on YouTube, where you can watch animated versions of some of your favorite episodes. We'll be back with a new Smash Boom Best Debate Battle next week. See ya! Bye. Bye! So we can use other words besides the letters for across it. Yeah, yeah, you could do a sentence. Ooh, could I get like two minutes? (laughs) Take your time. Absolutely.